coming up on 5-Minute News. Russia may create pretext to attack Ukraine, says White House. After protest, border bridge with Canada reopens. And West pretends to take initiative on nuclear deal, says Iran. It's Monday, February 14. I'm Anthony Davis. The United States on Sunday said Russia could invade Ukraine at any time and might create a surprise pretext for an attack as it reaffirmed a pledge to defend every inch of NATO territory. Russia has more than 100,000 troops massed near Ukraine, which is not part of the Atlantic Military Alliance, and Washington, while keeping open the diplomatic channels that have so far failed to ease the crisis, have repeatedly said an invasion is imminent. Moscow denies any such plans and has accused the West of hysteria. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz on the eve of a trip that takes him to Kiev today and Moscow for talks with President Vladimir Putin on Tuesday called for Russia to de-escalate and warned of sanctions if Moscow did invade. A German official said Berlin did not expect concrete results, but diplomacy was important. In Washington, President Joe Biden's national security adviser Jake Sullivan said an invasion could begin any day now. U.S. officials said they could not confirm reports that U.S. intelligence indicated Russia planned to invade on Wednesday. Sullivan said Washington would continue sharing what it learned with the world in order to deny Moscow the chance to stage a surprise false flag operation that could be a pretext for an attack. It would also defend every inch of NATO territory, and Russia, we think, understands that message, Sullivan added. Biden spoke to his Ukrainian counterpart, Vladimir Zelensky, on Sunday, and they agreed on the importance of continuing to pursue diplomacy and deterrence in response to Russia's military build-up, the White House said after the call. North America's busiest trade link has reopened to traffic, ending a six-day blockade, a top US official said, after Canadian police cleared the protesters fighting to end COVID-19 restrictions. Canadian police made several arrests on Sunday and cleared protesters and vehicles that occupied the Ambassador Bridge in Windsor, Ontario, following a court order on Friday. The blockade has choked the supply chain for Detroit's car makers, forcing Ford, the second-largest U.S. automaker, General Motors and Toyota, to cut production. The bridge carries about $360 million a day in two-way cargoes, 25% of the value of all U.S.-Canada goods trade. A Windsor police official said that between 20 and 30 arrests were made. Police also seized vehicles within the demonstration area. Police stepped up their presence on Sunday with more than 50 vehicles, including cruisers, buses and an armoured car, as the number of protesters dropped to around 45 from roughly 100 on Saturday. Windsor police tweeted, there will be zero tolerance for illegal activity. In Ottawa, counter-protesters started blocking vehicles trying to join the protests on Sunday, with residents losing patience over the three-week-old demonstrations against supposed loss of people's freedom. A senior Iranian security official said today that progress in talks to salvage Iran's 2015 nuclear deal was becoming more difficult as Western powers only pretended to come up with initiatives. 
The indirect talks in Austria between Iran and the United States resumed last week after a 10-day break. Delegates have said the talks have made limited progress since they resumed in November after a five-month hiatus prompted by the election of hardline Iranian President Ebrahim Raisi. The work of Iranian negotiators towards progress is becoming more difficult every moment, while Western parties pretend to come up with initiatives to avoid their commitments, Ali Shemkani, secretary of Iran's Supreme National Security Council, said on Twitter. Mikhail Yulanov, Russia's envoy to the talks in Vienna, said on Twitter hours earlier, significant progress has been made in the course of negotiations. On Thursday, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said there was still a long way to go before the 2015 deal could be revived. Iran's nuclear advances were curbed in exchange for the loosening of US and other economic sanctions. The agreement imposed restrictions on Iran's nuclear activities that extended the time Tehran would need to produce enough fissile material for a nuclear bomb, if it chose to, to at least a year from around two to three months. Most experts say that time is now shorter than when the deal was struck. Iran denies seeking nuclear weapons. Then-President Donald Trump pulled the United States out of the deal in 2018, reimposing punishing U.S. sanctions on Iran's economy that slashed its vital oil exports. Iran responded by breaching many of the deal's restrictions and pushing well beyond them, enriching uranium to close to weapons grade and using advanced centrifuges to do it, which helped it hone its skills operating those machines. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. We often hear about the individuals who took the oath of office to become the chief executive. But what about the other people who play a role in each administration or the events that may not be as well known, but that contribute to the reshaping of the office of the American presidency? On the presidencies of the United States, we explore each administration beyond just the person holding the highest elected office in order to better understand the history that brought us to the modern day presidency. I hope you'll join me on this journey through the annals of presidential history. Presidencies can be found anywhere fine podcasts can be found and is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.